It's that time again, fellas, as Jock Journal presents The Free Parking Show. Just a bunch of country boys who have a lot to say about sports. They invite you to call in, text, or just listen in. So pull up a comfy chair and crack open a beer. It's time to talk sports, chicks, and flicks. All right, everybody, welcome to the Free Parking Monday show. Uh, this is our very first one on our new system within the Jock General Network. I'm uh, very happy to say that. Uh, a big thanks to Nash Carey and to Big Coffin, um, little behind-the-scenes guys that really got us set up on this. Very excited um, to start. You should see the, the rise in production quality um, tonight as we get into it. Uh, we're going to start out here with... Peter's rant. What do you got for us tonight, Peter? Well, I was going to go on a rant about Beckham, but uh, when I came home, or actually before I got home, I found out Charles Woodson was retiring from the NFL uh, after 18 seasons. And um, as a Michigan fan, I've always liked Charles Woodson, obviously, but as an NFL player, he's absolutely phenomenal. So I just wanted to give him a moment just to talk about his career. He's definitely going to be in the Hall of Fame. Um, he's, out, he's back home in Oakland now, writing up for his last season. He has five interceptions this year. Um, I'm just curious, he has 65 interceptions and 11 defensive touchdowns. So that's pretty, pretty impressive. After you know, 18 years in the league, he has five five picks this year. Um, he's been playing lights out. He's just not only was he a great corner, not a great cornerback, but he's a great cornerback, but he switched to safety and he's just been one of the best defensive players in pro football. Um, and not just in his career, but in NFL history. And it's going to be sad to see him not playing in the NFL anymore, but I was happy to see him go out with the team that drafted him uh, way back in 1998, and I just wish that he could have won one more Super Bowl before he retired. And, you know, obviously, he won his first one with Green Bay in 2010 um, during the 2010-2011 season, and um, sad to see him go. But I, I guess at some point, it's, all, all good players have to retire, and uh, I wish him nothing but the best in his retirement. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's going to be a different, a whole different world without Woodson on there. He's been on there forever. Um, so let's head. I guess, uh, Rich, are you on right now? Yes, I'm in. Sorry, my internet is cheap, crappy, and I need to get rid of it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'll let you take over hosting here. All righty. Uh, sorry about that, guys. Uh, we are live. We are with Jock Journal, Jock Journal Radio. Personal shouts out to. Uh, Ben Coffin Sr., Nash, our CEO, co- you know, founder, Nash Carey, really appreciate the opportunity to broadcast live with you guys nightly now. Uh, it, it's going to be a wonderful show. We guys, we got lined up for you guys, honestly. So we're, we're going to get things, the ball rolling, but I don't know if you guys are. I'm really, really super excited. Hopefully I have no more internet issues because I've been fussing with these people for months about how trash Mediacom is, but that's set aside for a different day, different story. Uh, Peter, what have you got going on? Are you as excited as everyone else is for these, uh, this new platform, new shows? Oh, I'm so excited. I definitely, when I was at work today, I was just super excited to get home and, uh, and start this show on the new network. So definitely feeling really good right now. And what about you, Amos and Ryan? Well, I'm super excited. I'm ready to get going. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a good ride. I'm definitely very excited for it. Oh, absolutely excited. No question about it. Um, you know, the whole new system that we have, and it's it's unbelievable. The sound quality is so much better. The production quality is going to be so much nicer. 
Yeah, I heard some of the morning drive this morning. Awesome show if you guys haven't tuned in to. Uh, we have the Nash and Matt show following us later on uh, when we get off the air. Uh, so let's get right into this show, guys. Uh, we got an awesome show for you. Uh, Peter, what's on your rant today? Or tonight, I should say. Um, so I just spoke before you got on. I didn't actually do a rant. I decided okay. to talk about Charles Woodson. Um, just to quickly go over again, he's retiring after 18 okay. years at the end of the season. So it's sad to see him go. One of the best defensive players and best NFL players of all time. Um, definitely in the top five for for the time I've been alive. And sad to see him go. But proud of him because I'm a Michigan fan and proud because I think he's one of the classiest guys in pro football and one hell of a player. All right. So, you know, we we – made our picks on Sunday. I think Ryan, you said we went what fourteen and what what written down somewhere didn't you get our picks? Yeah, I have the, the picks written down actually. Um myself, uh Peter and Amos all went ten and three on the day and Rich went eight and five. Um yeah. but for a total it's uh Something like forty and eighteen, so not bad at all for our picks. Um, yeah. And of course, the Monday night game, uh, we have was it Rich and Peter both picked the Saints. Uh, me and Amos both picked the Lions. Yeah, I think we had a clean sweep of nobody getting their uh, upset pick of the week because uh, I think half of us took uh, Chicago over Minnesota, and that didn't turn out too well. Uh, Jets nineteen, Cowboys sixteen. Amos, want to uh, recap this one for us, right quick? All right, yeah. And- like he's uh, Jets 19, Dallas 16. Very good game. Actually, way better game than what I thought it would actually end up being. Um, on one side of the ball, you got the Cowboys. Their defense has been playing well this week. Even last week, I mean, the defense played a lot better than what that score indicated. Uh, this week, that defense made some plays, tried to keep them in the game. Matt Castle gets benched on the other side of the ball for not only throwing an interception, but getting an intentional grounding call all in the same play. It's very impressive. In comes Kellen Moore, guy out of Boise State, did very well in college. Uh, I thought he stepped in, played admirably, didn't do well enough, uh, just made missed some balls when they were open there, struggled with his out routes. But I think it's something that he may be their best option right now for what's left of the season. And on the Jets side, Ryan Fitzpatrick played very well other than one interception. They had struggled a little bit running, but – Seemed to keep it well enough balanced to where kind of kept Dallas missing. Uh, Randy Bullock, he did well. I know he missed a field goal, and that hurt him. I mean, that game would have been a little further. They would have had a little more cushion to play on, but they weren't. Defensively, Darrell Rivas did very good. Come back, looked like, you know, kind of him, old his old self, making some plays, getting things stopped. And, and just overall, good game, 19-16. to 16. I didn't think it was going to be that close, and – I was actually a little surprised that the Jets were able to get out of there with a win. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I'm going on to the next game here. I have the Chiefs and Ravens. Uh, Chiefs ended up winning 34-14 over the Ravens. Uh, I think everybody saw this coming. I don't think anybody thought that the, the, the Ravens were going to upset here. The Chiefs are at a much better place right now. You know, they're sitting at five. They're the fifth seed heading into the playoffs, uh, playing excellent football right now. And the Ravens really lost themselves this season. Uh, and you can see it in the way that they play. A big story from this one for me is 
how awful those uniforms were. For anybody that watched the game, those awful, awful yellow pants and those Ravens uniforms. Uh, I don't know what was worse, the way they played or how awful those pants were in that uniform. Um, But yeah, no surprises here. Uh, Chiefs were better on offense. Chiefs were better on defense. They really controlled the game from start to finish. Uh, Even, you know, the one Ravens scoring play was kind of fluky. Uh... So I'm I'm not uh, you know it's just not surprising the Chiefs are a better team here they really outmatched the Ravens um, and that's going to make you question you know what do the Ravens do in their future uh, you know do they keep Harbaugh on are they going to bounce back next year all those questions um, but heading in the next game uh, Patriots and Titans this is everybody's uh, we had a team involved here as. Peter Amos and Rich are all Patriots fans. I'm the lone Titans fan. Uh, what do you think about this one, Peter? Uh, well, I thought it was unfortunate to see Marcus Mariota go down after only six pass attempts. Uh, that was a bummer just because I was kind of hoping to see him play more. Mentenberger played decently in his replacement. He was 20-28, two touchdowns but two picks, which really killed the Titans in the end. Um, one the Patriots ran the ball decently well, not great, but decently well enough to, you know, obviously get the win. Brandon LaFell held on to the ball. Uh, very, and, and James White, the running back, I said that they should get him the ball more in the passing game. He did great. And Rob Gronkowski with a touchdown, too. But what I wanted to talk about, aside from the Patriots defense, which really stepped it up and got in the quarterback space a lot, was the punt return team had another muff punt another fumble on the punt return. And this is the fourth week in a row that the Patriots had a special teams miscue, either uh, a fumbled punt or a blocked punt or, or you know, something something along those lines. And the Patriots need to clean clean that up because they can't continue to have that. Now, obviously, they won the past two weeks, uh, but still a disappointment to see that. But overall, I thought Tom Brady played pretty well. Uh, the Patriots needed to start. They needed to play better in the second half, too. They didn't do as well in the second half offensively as they did in the first but, of course, that could be a different story had uh, Martin not had the pass interference in offense when James White was pretty close to getting into the end zone and was tackled. Uh, we could It could have been another touchdown on the board. But regardless, um, overall, I thought the Patriots played a pretty good game. That's off the tendency for uh, for sticking in there, even though Mario went down. Mettenberger just needs to learn not to air um, airmail his balls, you know, just on a beeline to the defensive players because that's how we do those interceptions where there's some – we're just some underthrown footballs pretty much on a zip line. But if he can if he can improve, he'll be a better backup in this league. Yeah, I thought the Patriots played very well too. Uh Titans seem to be kinda of a little all over the place on offense. Uh I know uh Dorio Belkham Green had another good game. Uh did good. I mean, that guy's going to be good. Some of the catches he made, just being able to create separation. I mean, he's got the size and speed. Uh, yeah, it was. I, I felt bad for Mar- seeing Mariota go down in the game like that. I thought had he not went down, that game probably even closer than what it was. Menberger's not a bad backup, but he's definitely not a starter. Patriots defense stepped up, played well. Uh, Jamie Collins made, you know, had a sack, interception, four tackles. Even Jordan Richards out of Stanford didn't. I thought when he came in, he filled in very well, got the job done. Blocking up the field for the offense was good. Uh, I was kind of glad to see them mesh together. But as Peter said, the the muff punt, 
that's going to be something that they need to fix because if not down the road, that's going to cost them like a Denver Denver game. Absolutely. Um, I'm being the only Titans fan in this game. It was not nearly as fun to watch <laughs> as it was for you guys. Uh, no, I thought I didn't think we played bad. You know, I expected this. We're, we're a team that's just we're not at that level yet. We're definitely not at that Patriots level. They played, uh, you know, far better than we did. It, it did. You know, it is hard seeing Mariota go down, and he's actually they already uh, came out with it today. Um, another MCL sprain, which is the injury he had earlier in the season, and he's going to end up missing the rest of the regular season um, with that. So uh, you will see Mettenberger start the last two games, uh, you know, which is guaranteed losses against the Texans and the Colts. Uh, yeah, Mettenberger it, it is is played so unbelievably poorly um, coming into these games. And it, you look at his stats, it doesn't seem like it, uh, but he doesn't get the ball on time. He... Uh, overthrows and throws behind the receiver far too often and he's never won a game as a starter you know never won a game as a starter which is a huge red flag uh i was really unimpressed by the way that they played uh, um you know just i mean i, I guess not unimpressed it just, it just sucked to see marietta go down i think it would have been i don't think we would have won or anything but maybe like made it a little bit more interesting than it was and um, the defense just didn't play well. It was just a rough game to watch as a Titans fan. Um, Richie, are you there? Yeah, it's uh, my internet's on life support, so if I lose again, just wait for me to get back on. You guys do a marvelous filling in. Uh, the only thing I'm going to touch on that is what you said about Mariota. Mariota, you know, the, I agree with them shelving him. They need to shelf him for the year and get him ready to go next year. Young football team. I think the entire football nation knows about how young this team is. Uh, staying within the AFC South division, Texas 16, Colts 10, Amos. Oh, yes. As I live in Indiana, games like this make me smile very much. Even though Peyton Manning's gone, you still hear the whispers of him and pastimes in these areas when the Colts lose. And it is just awesome to see them not dominate that division. Now, I know all the teams are pretty bad, and I know they don't have Andrew Luck, but they do have enough playmakers on that offense. As, and Hasselback's been doing very well, marching down the field, having command in there. The Colts, I mean, the defense, the defense actually played well. Now, given it was against TJ Yates and then Brandon Whedon. But overall, I mean, they didn't give up 51 points. That's always a good start for them. I thought it was a good game. I was happy most of it seeing the Texans be able to, you know, stick in there, help or help, you know, contain that lead and help fend off the Colts in Indiana. And I just, uh, I couldn't have been happier about this game, honestly. Now, Texans defense played well. It was awesome. Uh, I'm glad to see they're going to win that division. And, you know, I had the Jags pick, but I, Texans are going to get it and good for them. Uh, Ryan Redskins 35 Bills 25 yeah before I get into this we have uh, a couple um, texts in that we're, I'll read real quick uh, oh. from Fargo North Dakota says you guys sound a lot better glad you have made guys uh, sorry glad to have you guys on the Jock Journal radio uh, the next one we have Atlanta um, Georgia says are you guys nervous you sound like you're worried about talking over each other and yes the ravens uniforms were horrible i definitely agree with that uh those ravens uniforms were trash um yeah you know it is a little bit nerve-wracking going to a new new system but you know we worked with each other 
for a while now, so I don't think it's that bad, um, nerves-wise. But man, it is definitely a lot better than new I system. A lot. I, I think another problem is my internet went out, and we have it all plotted a certain way, and it just kind of boom mashed it all incorrectly. So we're trying to work through it now. So hopefully we get the flow going again for you guys. All right. Like, having fun. Yep, having fun. Like I said, Redskins 35, Bills 25, Ryan. Man, I can I you know, I've been in love with him all season. I've talked about how much I like Kirk Cousins uh and he just keeps delivering. You know, he just he's he has been hot and cold this year for sure, but he is a young guy um and man, he delivered big in this game. This is a game that I didn't think that they were going to end up winning, uh but they did. Uh, and then winning in a big way, you know, that 10 points. The the Bills are now firmly outside of the playoffs. I, mean, I, I think it's still mathematically possible, but it's not going to happen. Um, they're done. And the Redskins you know, seem to have sealed up their that division um, with this win, especially since the Giants and the Eagles both lost. Uh, so I think that, they're, you know, they seal up their fate. They're going to go play in the playoffs. Um, Kurt Cousins playing the way he has. Um you know, it's it's amazing that the what they've been able to do, what he's been able to do, and it just makes you think, um, RG three who you know, like what, what who's this guy that we completely forgot about now? You know, he's he, everybody. You know, a lot of people thought that that was a mistake benching him, but now Kirk Cousins has stood up and taken you to the playoffs, won your division, and it is a weak division, but this guy stood up and took you, you know, all the way to the playoffs. Um, really makes all of those Redskins fans uh, forget about Robert Griffin. Uh, very impressed with the way he played in this game, for, uh, for sure. And um, I got one more uh, text in to read real quick before we go into the next, uh, on the Peters next game here. Uh, from Dallas, Texas, says, Ryan sounds like a surfer dude that smokes a ton of weed. <laughs> I promise you that I do not smoke a ton of weed, sir. I hear this uh, comment all of the time, trust me. I hear it like every day of my life. It's like, oh, man, you sound like a big old stoner. I promise you that I am not. Um, one more text that I just got in. Uh, we'll see. Uh, definitely not, though. And... Uh, we got one here from Washington, D.C., and it says, Kirk Cousins says, you like that? And Of course, man. Kirk Cousins is awesome this year. I've loved the way that this guy, the kids played, and the speech is awesome. Uh, but moving on to, to the next one, Rich. So I got the Viking and Bears. Uh, Vikings beat down the Bears, and I incorrectly picked this game. I've Pretty embarrassing. Teddy Bridgewater probably had his best game as a pro. 17-20 for 231, four touchdowns, and ran for another score. So he had himself one heck of a game. Um, that is a beat down the Bears and sent the Bears to 5-9. and nine, Meaning the Bears will have another losing record this season. And Minnesota keeps their playoff hopes, uh, playoff hopes alive. Uh, sitting at 9-5, and five, second in that division. And they probably should be able to make a playoff. I, I don't see them stumbling and and losing their way, but you know, but I think it's at the same time almost anything is possible in the NFL. Uh, so good, for, good for Teddy Bridgewater. As far as the Bears go, even though they're going to have a losing record this season, Jay Cutler's played a lot better than I thought he would, and the offense has seemed to find a really good future running back in Langford. So this team has a lot to build around. 
Uh, they just got to come back next year, play stronger defense, and and uh, get Jay Cutler maybe a couple more weapons. And hopefully when Kevin White comes back, that offense is going to open up even more. I'm excited to see them play uh, heading down the road. Congratulations to them, and um, I'm, I'm happy for the Bears. Despite the losing record, for the Vikings. Again, Teddy Bridgewater just had a great game, and that's the kind of game that the Vikings needed from him was to have a, have a lot of touchdowns to – and again, he's doing it with a subpar receiving force, so hats off to him for that. Absolutely. All right, we're going into our first commercial break of the night. Uh, so here we go. Well, the boys are talking, and the show is really moving along. But we need to take a break before a fight breaks out. People end up in the hospital. Stay tuned, and we'll be right back now, you hear? <laughs> that boy's good. Mm-hmm. Good and terrible. Seven cars for kids. K A R S cars for kids. One eight seven seven cars for kids. Donate your car today. Also on the web at carsforkids.com. That's cars with a K. We're a recognized 501c3 charity organization, so you'll receive a maximum tax deduction. What's more, you'll receive a free vacation voucher of three days and two nights. One eight seven seven cars for kids. K-A-R-S, Cars for Kids, 1877-CARS-FOR-KIDS, donate your car today. Alright guys, if you haven't checked out uh, Sports Mania, name that sport, the new app, uh, you're making a mistake. This app's amazing. You play the sports trivia that every, the sports trivia game everyone is talking about. Played by thousands of sports fans around the world. Each puzzle contains pictures that relate to some type of sport. Challenge yourself to unlock the answers. Some of the answers are easier than others. They have hundreds of questions. So download the game now and try it out while it's free. Uh, This game is very challenging. We didn't think it was going to be, but all of us downloaded it and played it. Uh, And it is a lot a lot more challenging than you'd think. It's on uh, iTunes only, by the way. So go to iTunes. It's Sports Mania. Name that sport. Uh, Peter's actually playing. Uh, what did you think of the game, Peter? Like a almost like a trivial pursuit sort of for for sports, and I enjoyed it. I thought it was a fun app, and definitely something worthwhile checking out. If you want a good challenge, it's the right one for you. Yeah, absolutely. A very fun game. Uh, to play so check it out it's sports mania name that sports on itunes own are you looking for the web's best sports news visit jockjournal.com sports media has lost its touch it seems that journalists are scared to report what they see for fear of losing access to the teams they cover at jockjournal.com you get inside info on the entire nfl community without all the politics or fears other writers have that's jockjournal.com when you need the nfl sports news information opinions fantasy football or discussions there's only one place to go and it's jockjournal.com okay the boys have settled down one has a beard in and the other has a stake on his eye why don't you give them a call and tell them what you think 
All right, we're back into the show here. Um, Amos, I believe it was your game next. Uh, what did you think, or what game did you have, man? All right, actually, it looks like we may have be having some technical difficulties here. Uh, is uh looks like we dropped the call. Amos, are you there? Yes, I am. All right, now we're in there. All right, Amos. Uh you were up next, I believe. Yep, Panthers 38, Giants 35. Uh I watched this game mostly on Red Zone. I had some big fantasy implications going on over the weekend which didn't pan Hello? out. So I was kind of switching in between games and looking at stuff and watching Red Zone, but this is a game where I find myself just kept re-watching the highlights of it. Very good game, especially from the Giants' side. I think, you know, be, I think that was – Carolina stopped a 100-yard rusher, and I forget how many games, but I'm pretty sure it's been a while since they've allowed one. Rashad Jennings did great, ran hard, uh, you know, especially when they needed it. I know he had that long 38-yard run, which was tremendous, especially against that defense. Odell Beckham, uh, you know, a lot of people watch that game and they think Josh Norman was just blanketing him. Odell Beckham was covering Odell Beckham that game. Dropping passes, uh, just it looks like maybe – and the one was, you know, Eli got hit, so it just kind of sailed. But other than that, you know, dropping a touchdown by far, I mean, had everyone in that, had Norman beat. Shane Vereen made, came in, made some plays in the passing game. Uh, overall, the defense played well. You know, they made some stops when they needed it. But once again, you have to go back to the Carolina Panthers side of the ball. Cam Newton playing lights out, threw for 340 yards, five touchdowns, and had another 100 yards on the ground on eight attempts. I mean, this guy is obviously the clear-cut MVP candidate. Uh, I just – he's playing lights out lately, and it's actually amazing and really fun to watch. Ted Ginn's been playing well. He had some good touchdowns. Once again, I think he's got like seven touchdowns in five games now, or seven, I'm pretty sure. You know, Cam Newton had the one fumble, not his fault. Uh, running back dropped it on like a read option fake, and defense, once again, plays lights out. Luke Keekley, 10 tackles. Cortland Finnegan, I think, <laughs> really got to that side of the head of Odell Beckham. I know they moved him in the inside to kind of get him away from Norman. And from what I've read, Finnegan is definitely one of the most more annoying corners in the league to have to face against. So, really, they're inside Odell Beckham's head all day long. I think he is the biggest reason why they lost that game. It doesn't surprise me over the suspension and the fight. Overall, a good game. Take out the, you know, the fighting and the just the not unnecessary parts of the game. But I thought they played very well and. I would like to see the Giants get back in there to see this playoff game. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Odell Beckham Jr. and uh, Josh Norman, I think everybody knows that story by now. Um, unbelievable, like, what went down. The, the, I mean, the fighting in that and, you know, all the problems that they've had. And I think that he is going to get the suspension. Um, uh, heading into the next game here, I got the Falcons 23 the uh, Falcons 23, the Jaguars 17. Um, this game was a game that 
I think all of us picked the Jaguars to win. Yeah, every single one of us picked the Jaguars to win this. So it surprised me to some degree, to say the least, um, that they won, uh, that the Falcons won. Uh, but they played, you know, they're just a better team in this game. Their offense still struggled, but it seemed to come together a little bit better than it has in recent weeks. I was impressed. Um, at, at certain points, it still seemed like, you know, sometimes you're watching and you just can't get it going. Uh, and this is another team that's, you know, amazing on paper, but just can't seem uh, to get the, you know, get their things, get their stuff together. This is a team that should score a lot um, week in and week out. Um, but they're not. But they did, you know, do enough just to, to win this game. Um, uh, so I think we're going to move on to the the next game here. Uh, uh, Rich, who's the next game here? Falcons, Jaguars. still think Green Bay has some stuff to pick up, you know, to work on an offense, but as long as they can continue to run the ball fairly well, they'll be okay. As far as the Raiders, uh, they're not going to have a winning record this season, I don't think, uh, which is unfortunate because I was really hoping that they would make the playoffs. And I, and I really, I, I'm really, you know, I really think the Raiders uh, have grown up a lot this year. Uh, they definitely showed some fight in this game there. They're six and eight, so they won't have a winning record, but if they can make it to 800, or sorry, 500, uh, that'd be great, eight and eight. And as Green Bay, as far as Green Bay goes, they're back in the playoff. Um, they still haven't clinched their division, but they're they're a playoff first inning at ten and four, and there's a pretty good chance they could win out and go twelve and four, and win that division. And but they won't get a first round bye. No, absolutely. Um, uh, I actually have like a, a question, real quick, uh, just to like break up the show here. Um, was there any performance from this week that really stood out to you guys from a team effort? New York Giants. I mean, they were down by a lot and roared back and almost and tied the game up and, and possibly could have won had Carolina not drove down the field at the end of the game. That was incredible, and you got to consider that when Odell Beckham was on the field fighting Norman the entire game. The fact that they were able to keep their heads in the game really outside of Odell Beckham, who I think was just a head case all game long, just goes to show you how much fight the Giants have, um, despite their poor defense and their um, so you know hats off to them for at least trying to make the game interesting there at the end. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Minnesota and Chicago, but I'm gonna go with Minnesota on on that side of the ball. I think this is a team, especially the last couple of weeks. There's been a lot of questions rise about them that you know if you if you shut down Adrian Peterson, is Teddy Bridgewater going to be able to get the ball? You know, is he going to be able to get the ball to his playmakers on offense and kind of get it sparked? And I think Jarek McKinnon did a great job of helping him this week. Uh, Stephon, Stephon Diggs came back. He was a force once again in that passing game that had to be reckoned with, at least for that game. Uh, they actually surprised me because this was my upset pick of the week, and I thought Chicago would go in there 
and just kind of have their way with them. But overall, Minnesota came together. I know Adrian Peterson went out. Xavier Rhodes went out. I know Pearson returned. But overall, just a great effort between the two. I mean, sides of football, offense, defense. I know special teams is there. They obviously did their job. They were sound. I just overall, I think that whole entire Minnesota's team stepped up and did very well. All right, great answers, guys. Uh, I think it's on to you, Amos. You had the Seahawks-Browns game. Let us know about that. Yeah, Seahawks 30, Browns 13. Uh, game, I know, it's only, I know it's 17 points, but much closer than what I thought it was going to be. You know, on Seahawks' side, Russell Wilson plays amazing once again, threw for 250 yards, three touchdowns. Doug Baldwin even had a couple touchdowns. Uh, 45 yards. Jermaine Curse, I think, was my biggest surprise for this game. Guy's been kind of quiet throughout this season, really stepped up, had over a 100-yard game, uh, was there. Because I, I know Wilson likes him. Wilson goes to him a lot, and he's been a guy who's kind of disappeared in that offense. But I was glad to see him get some catches. Uh, Christine Michael was the running back for them this week, 84 yards. Did amazing, really, to come in after, what, they're on their third or fourth running back at this point in the season. Defense played well. I mean, they're going against the Browns, so I don't think it's something that was ever a huge threat. I know the Browns went down and scored and, like, gave every Browns fan hope for about 25 seconds until reality kicked back in. And on the Browns side, uh, you know, defense had some miscues, not covering, like, underneath routes. Seems like they were just trying not to get beat deep, and instead they just sacrificed and got ate up underneath. Offensively, I think Johnny Manziel surprised some people. I think a lot of people were going in this game thinking he's going to throw for like 100 yards and three touchdowns and try to run and fumble. And, I mean, he didn't. He only had like 160 yards passing, a touchdown, but he didn't really cost him a game. I know he took some sacks, but overall I thought he did pretty well. And, I mean, I kept him in the game and made a couple good plays. To 17 points in that game, I think everyone else was expecting a you know 34 to three game, and it just didn't happen. And I think he didn't do anything for me to make me stop and think that maybe he's not the guy in Cleveland. Although I don't think they think he is. And great point, man. Uh, no, I completely agree with you there. What you said about Manziel. Um, I had the the Bengals 49ers game here. Uh, the Bengals 24, 49ers 14. Uh, Cincinnati was able to overcome the fact that they still don't have they know they don't have uh, Dalton. Uh, McCarron played a pretty good game in this. Did you know enough to get his team to victory? Not much else. Um, when I was watching this game, uh, I was looking for you know what McCarron was going to be able to do because in college he really got that game manager tag that that quarterbacks hate to get uh, and. He that's exactly the you know the kind of way he he played in this game, um, you know it wasn't overly impressive. They said it was the the first time that an Alabama quarterback started and won a game since 1987, which is a pretty crazy stat. Um, but this is another case uh, where you know a better team, uh, just more rounded team won. Uh, the ben- the Bengals have a lot more weapons and uh, offensively and defensively than the 49ers have. And that's a big reason um, why they were able to win this game. Um, it'll be interesting to see what they do moving forward and how soon Andy Dalton can come back because that'll have a huge factor in their playoff push. 
moving on to the next game, uh, this we all called this, I believe, our game of the week last week. Steelers versus Broncos. Peters, what do you have for us here? Well, uh, definitely was the game of the week in my opinion. The uh, Steelers had a fight to come back in this one, and they did a great job against one of the best defenses in the NFL. So you know, you had to you had to give them credit where credit is due. Ben Roethlisberger hung in there. Played, you know, was tough. The only thing I, I didn't like about the Steelers was when they threw the ball late and was intercepted. But luckily, they were able to hold Denver from uh, getting down the field to tie up the game. And then on the Broncos side, th- those drops are killing them right now, especially late in games against Oakland. They had the same issue, and then against Steelers late in this game, they had the same issue too. It's just been dry, lots of lots of drop passes uh, by the Broncos, which isn't good. And what I thought was interesting when I caught part of the game here and there that it seemed like they were throwing to sit up the run Denver, not the other way around. So that was a little bit interesting to see. But, you know, I guess when you're struggling running the ball, you have to switch it up. But Denver just doesn't seem – that's two losses in a row again for them. And uh, luckily for them, they do play the Bengals this upcoming Monday uh, – next Monday night. So <clears throat> they'll have a chance to get back into the uh, – into the top two seats because I don't think the Bengals are going to be, be able to beat Denver with Asian McCarron at quarterback. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, uh, what what's going to happen with, you know, a lot of these teams, the Bengals and the Broncos are both kind of in the same boat starting young quarterbacks. All right, moving on to Amos, which I've, I'm going to give you props for this game, Peter and Amos, because uh, I thought the Dolphins would handle the Chargers for sure, but both of you picked the Chargers. Uh, Amos, what do you have to say on this game? I'll get to the Chargers in a minute. I'm going to start with the Dolphins. Just because watching this game, they look like a bunch of players out there running hard, hitting hard, but they just look like they don't care anymore. They look like they're just doing it because they're getting paid and they have to. I don't see any like spirit, no like motivation. Uh, I know Rashad Jones intercepted it and he's running back with it and he's just running like nah, ball down to his side like nah, you know i don't care if someone hits it out it's cool and that's exactly what happens gets tackled fumbles it and i'm pretty sure philip rivers recovered uh ryan Tannehill just not efficient on offense when he came out i thought he was the guy who was going to be a good quarterback for them i did i was like all right well the patriots may actually have some competition and i feel like someone pulled him aside like Bill Parcells or something, it was like, hey, you're a really good quarterback and don't let anyone tell you otherwise. And I think he truly believes that. And he's just like, mm, that's all right. My mistakes will be forgiven. I don't think he's a guy in Miami and I don't think he should be a guy for anyone anywhere. As far as San Diego goes, good for them. We had a Danny Woodhead appearance. I know he had a great season and then the last few weeks just haven't been able to find him. Defense played good. Rivers made good decisions. I know I do believe... Gordon went on IR today, so uh, I didn't see the injury if that happened to him. But he hasn't been having a great rookie season anyways. Phillip Rivers, though, did a really good comeback. 311 yards, three touchdowns. Danny Woodhead getting in the game, making big plays, you know, being a game changer during that. And, I mean, both these teams look like they're heading in the direction, so next season should be really interesting to watch to see who kind of bounces back and coaching changes. All right, we're going to head into our last commercial break here for tonight. Uh, You're listening to the Free Parking Monday Recap Show here on the Jock Journal uh, Radio. 
The boys are talking, and the show is really moving along. But we need to take a break before a fight breaks out. People end up in the hospital. Stay tuned, and we'll be right back now, you hear? <laughs> that boy is good. Mm-hmm, good and terrible. Are you looking for the web's best sports news? Visit jockjournal.com. Sports media has lost its touch. It seems that journalists are scared to report what they see for fear of losing access to the teams they cover. At jockjournal.com, you get inside info on the entire NFL community without all the politics or fears other writers have. That's jockjournal.com. When you need the NFL sports news, information, opinions, fantasy, football, or discussions, there's only one place to to go and it's jockjournal.com all right i don't know if you guys have heard the exciting news yet um with jock journal there's now a jock journal app all you got to do is go to www.jockjournal.com you'll see it at the top uh, follow the link you can download the app it has everything you can listen to the radio shows there you can check out the scores the highlights read all of your favorite articles from all over jockjournal.com uh, it's a really great app easy to use very fun uh, and you get everything from it you know you have full access to everything the jock journal provides so definitely check it out you can download it right on the home page at jockjournal.com Donate your car today. 1877 cars for kids. KARS cars for kids. 1877cars for kids. Donate your car today. Also on the web at carsforkids.com. That's cars with a K. We're a recognized 501c3 charity organization, so you'll receive a maximum tax deduction. What's more, you'll receive a free vacation voucher of three days and two nights. 1877 cars for kids. KARS cars for kids. 1877 cars for kids. Donate your car today. Okay, the boys have settled down. One has a beard in and the other has a steak on his eye. But why don't you give them a call and tell them what you think? All right, and we're back from the commercial break. You're listening to the Free Parking Show live on Jock Journal Radio. Um, we got one more game to cover before we head into some other topics and some playoff talk. Uh, the Cardinals played the Eagles on Sunday night. Cardinals end up winning 40-17. to um, All of us picked the Cardinals in this game, but there was some talks. I thought the Eagles would play this a lot closer than they did, and they just got handled. I mean, every spot, every uh, play of this game almost went they went their way. They just really controlled. And, you know, they did score 17 points, the Eagles did, uh, but they were definitely uh, outclassed, outmatched, uh, and outplayed in this game. Um the Cardinals right now just seem like the best uh, the best team in football. Most rounded team in football right now. I think this, as of right now, is my is my pick for the Super Bowl champion. Right, they just they play offense uh, better than you know ninety nine point nine percent of the teams in the NFL. They play defense 
better than 90% of the teams in the NFL. They, you know, they have weapons everywhere you look on this team, um, and they've kept those weapons relatively healthy. We did see Tyron Matthew go down this week. Um, you know, they still have a really great secondary, but that is a big loss. The way he's been playing this year uh, is outstanding. So that is a huge loss for them. Um, but uh, it is, I am, um, you know, but they are really, uh, really good team. I think that, that there's no question that this team is going to end up uh, making a deep, deep playoff run, excuse me. And as for the Eagles, uh, they blew their chance at their division uh, with a loss right there. Uh, all right, we got a new text um, from a listener from North Bow, Wisconsin. He said, what are your real names? It really can't be Anus and Peter. It's Amos <laughs> and Peter uh, and Ryan. Rich actually had some technical difficulties, so he's not on the show right now. Um, no, but definitely Amos, not Anus. <laughs> ah, man. Poor Amos, uh, man. You have you have me and Rich mispronouncing your name for like the first two shows, and you got this guy calling you anus. That's all right. I've, with this name, you live with that. It's the sacrifice you take for your parents. <laughs> the other thing is like, why did you lump Peter in with it? Like Peter's like all American, true blue, like normal yeah. name. He's like your name can't be Peter. The R is cracking him up on the end of that name. Is what's happening. <laughs> I'm all American. That's what I am. That's what it is. I, you know, all-American Peter right there. I'm a champion. <laughs> All right, let's head into the bums and studs of the week. This is the guys that we uh, were impressed by, and the guy that really impressed us this week, and the guy that's just a bum. Uh, we'll start out with Peter. What did you think this week, Peter? So my stud of the week goes to Tavon Austin. He had a really great game for the Rams, and he's really growing up with an offense. He's playing the way I thought he could have played in the NFL. And I think he's what Percy Harvin really could, could should have been. You know, he he can catch, he can run, he can return punts and kickoffs. Just he had a great game. Uh, two touchdowns, one rushing, one receiving. Uh, really, really excited to see him. Uh, you know, obviously growing an offense, especially when the quarterback there, the quarterback situation there is a complete under disaster. So the fact that he's even scoring touchdowns is amazing, amazing in and of itself. Uh, so congratulations to him. And then my bum of the week. Uh, I had to think about this one for a little while, and I'm going to actually have to give it to, and this, this might seem harsh, but I'm going to have to give it to Oldell Beckham Jr. Uh, there's no excuse for, for fighting people. Now, a report had come out, and I don't know if you guys heard about this, that before the game, the people had baseball bats on the field pointing them at Beckham. Um, <laughs> yeah, I heard that. That I don't really agree with, but I've also heard that the Panthers do that just to kind of show they're going to bring the wood, but... but there was no reason for him to be acting that way. And, and Beckham, he's a he's a great young star, but at the same time, he has, to, he has to understand that this is just his second year in the league, and a lot of people aren't going to respect him. Um, they're going to think he's a young little diva, and he's not going to get much respect around the NFL if he continues, continues to act that way. So he's my bum of the week for acting like a complete utter bum. <laughs> I think that is Peter's favorite word, is bum. Uh, moving on to Amos, what do you think? Uh... For my stud of the week, I'm going to go with Kirk Cousins. Just making great decisions. Everywhere he goes, the ball, everywhere. Deshaun Jackson has been playing lights out probably for, what, the last five weeks or so. But Kirk Cousins has really been the heart. He's been the machine behind that offense. Subpart running game late here in the season. I mean, their runners are much better in the passing game, screens, swings. 
And he's just been, you know, even running the ball, he's done well. I know they've given him some goal line opportunities, and I believe he's scored off of both of them so far. Passing, he's making smart decisions. I mean, I know he throws an interception here and now, but still, I mean, as of late, it's not been anything that's killed them in a game. And I'm happy for him. I am. I think this is their quarterback. As far as bums go, I think you have to go with Denver secondary. I'll give the front seven a little break. Pittsburgh got no running game whatsoever. But that secondary just, I think, coming in gave up something to like 106.4 yards a game to wide receivers or something, which was, I thought was just an absolute crazy stat. And the Steelers just, they kill you. If it's not Antonio Brown, which it was, it's Martavis Bryant. If it's not him, they'll get Terrence Wheaton involved. If it's none of them, they'll get D'Angelo Williams or Heath Miller. They're so stacked on that offense. I understand that. But defense wins championships, and Denver goes up against a good scoring offense. I think you've seen it in the past couple years when they've had that great secondary that they just kind of get eight apart, especially if that quarterback can have a little bit of time. I think they're good zone players. I don't think they're very good in man coverage. I think they get beat, especially with quarterbacks who can, like Ben. But overall, just a terrible game. You're up like 21-3. to Do you just quit playing defense because you think all of a sudden Roethlisberger is going to give up with that receiving core? Crazy. Got to keep playing. By far, my bums of the week. You guys, you guys had some great ones there, and there's definitely some guys that I thought about putting on there. But uh, my stud of the week, uh, you touched on it a little bit there. Amos is definitely Antonio Brown. I mean, the guy's always open when he's covered. He's open, and I don't think a lot of people realize he's not a very tall guy. He's like five foot ten, um, and absolutely outstanding. He gets open. Uh, and, and it's not just, you know, the big plays, but he also, at the, the very end of this, uh, gets out on third down, catches the ball, um, just to extend the, the or extend the drive and, you know, to put it away, uh, and, the, you know, so then didn't have to give the ball back, just puts the ends the game, uh, on that little out route, uh, and, he, and the whole game's like that, he plays unbelievable at first and he's not a big guy as i mentioned has great hands unbelievable athletic ability i think everybody's seen the stiff arm where i'm pretty sure he broke that guy's neck i think he's still sitting there on the field at the at the same yard line as hard as he hit him with that stiff arm i mean it was unbelievable uh absolutely awesome game was very impressed by the way he played bum of the week this week is matt castle uh, man, he was awful. Is comes out, plays another terrible game, uh, like he's done all season long, and then he gets pulled, and they bring in you know Kellen Moore uh, to come in for him. Uh, I mean, Matt Castle just you know he looked so <laughs> promising when he came in. As you guys, Patriots fans know, you know that season he came in, he looked so good that year. Uh, yeah, gets a big contract. Yeah, gets a big contract from the Chiefs, um, which was basically highway robbery for what the Chiefs paid for him. Um, and then it's, it's been, been yeah, it's, it's been awful since then. He, I mean, he's played played awful. He was garbage. Um, Kellen Moore came in and played pretty good though. I was kind of impressed by the way he played uh, for a guy that you know has seen less, almost less playing time than I have in the NFL. Uh, I mean, it was it was kind of impressive to see him come up. But Matt Castle definitely a bum. All right, uh, the Patriot next conversation so skewed too. Wes Welker, Randy Moss. Oh yeah, that's a good point. I mean, had the talent on that team was, especially on that offense, was 
I mean, insane. That's a good point, Amos. Uh, next thing we're going to head into, uh, you can't avoid this. We've brought it up a little bit as the show goes on. It is definitely the biggest storyline in the NFL this week. Um, Odell Beckham Jr. and Josh Norman you know, getting into it the whole game. Uh, what do you guys take on this? Peter, what do you what do you got to say on this? You know, I said it during the bomb segment, and I <laughs> bomb might be a little harsh for Odell Beckham Jr. because he's a great player, but I'm not, you know, number one, even if the Panthers do bring baseball bats on the field at the start for the game and say they're going to bring the wood, if they were pointing it at him and taunting him, I can understand why he'd be upset. But it wasn't Josh Norman, I don't think, even with the baseball bat. I believe it was just some of the just some of the uh, crew members for the team. So, I don't know. That I, I can see why he was upset. But what annoys me about Beckham is that this isn't the first time we've heard about him doing stuff like this. I remember, if I remember, and you can correct me, guys, if I'm wrong here, but when they played the Bills, those players were complaining about the way Beckham was acting then, too. And Beckham, you know, again, Beckham is one of the best players in the NFL, one of the best receivers, but he needs to eat some humble pie and realize that it's not all about him. And I kind of get the feeling that sometimes when he gets emotional, he's just all about himself. And this isn't the first time I've seen him act stupid this year. The, the game against the, uh, the Jets, he kicked the football away, causing a five-yard penalty on a, on a drive that it was a costly penalty because the Giants were trying to get down the field to get a touchdown to win the game or at least get a field goal to tie in an overtime. And he screwed that up. And he, Beckham needs to learn to just calm down and, and not get so heated about stuff. And, you know, he's still young and he still has a lot to learn. And then Josh Norman, you know, I like Josh Norman too, but he also, he, he could have been a little classier about how he handled it. Um, tweeting that photo of Beckham Jr. Uh, photoshopping an L for the loss uh, instead of the football on that miraculous kiss he had last year. To me, that was a cheap shot. Um, but he definitely, I think, took the high road at some point by just by not throwing, kind of trying not to throw punches back. But at the end of the day, both of these players needed to calm down, and I think they both should have been ejected from this game. And frankly, I think both do do deserve a one game suspension because if Norman was was taunting him, and I and I don't think that taunting to me is a should cause violence to, to be created. But both of them should be should have at least been kicked out of the game. And uh, Beckham definitely got what he deserved with the one game suspension. I think Norman might have deserved one, but I think he's not going to. He didn't get one because he wasn't uh, as much of an egregious or as much as much as a um, attacker or, or uh, you know somebody that caused the situation to get as bad as Odell Beckham Jr. did. And it's just a shame. There's no place for that in the game, and it was just petty. And, and I, both of those players needed to calm down. Yeah, I completely agree with what you were saying. Um, I mean, both of them, both of them took cheap shots. I mean, you saw the the body slam, um, like Norman picks him up and drops him. Uh, you know, the everybody points, of course, at the at the dive that he, that Odell Beckham took. You know, dove right at his head with his helmet. Um, but both of them were like the whole game in each other's face. Uh, real, definitely chippy. I think that uh, OBJ definitely deserves. Um, the suspension um, for for his actions. I mean, it's clear he comes ten yards or fifteen yards back and sh- and dives over the t- over top of the play uh, just to dive right into the side of his helmet. Um, it was chippy the whole game, though. What do you what do you guys say on this, Amos? All right. Well, I think the big thing for me with this whole situation is had Odell Beckham not kind of tracked Norman down and hit him helmet to helmet, trying to you know prove a point or whatever. I don't know if this is really that big of a deal because personally for me 
that's what happens. I think when it happened, I think a lot of people, you know, oh, he's a dirty player. But I think a lot of people's second thought, too, was, oh, he could give that guy a concussion. And that's very true. And I think you got to protect the players. You know, they're trying to make it a more safe game. I agree with suspension on that part. But the talking back and forth, the body slamming, I mean, that's, to me, that's a part of old school football. That was something you've seen years ago where, you know, you got guys pulling guys' face masks down the dirt, hitting them with hands. Or hit them with their, you know, like a club around their hand, basically. Looking like JPP out there. But I just, I don't know, it's not that big of a deal to me had he not done the helmet-to-helmet. Yeah, that's a good, I mean, that's a good point. I, I, I've seen people say stuff like that. The, the chippiness is, I think, part of the game, especially because that's all you heard about this week leading up to this matchup was, you know, people weren't even talking about other games. Um you know, you weren't hearing stuff about like the old oh, the Jets Cowboys game or you know the the Titans pitch. All you were hearing was, and they weren't even talking about the Giants versus the Panthers. They were talking about Norman versus uh, Beckham. Like that's all you were hearing. Um, so and it had a lot of build up and a lot of frustration. I kind of agree with what you said, Amos. There's a good point. Is it's a lot of that's a part of the game, you know. Uh, but the, definitely the head dive's not, and, and you could see him come 15 feet or 15 yards down the field to do it and it was it was blatantly dirty obvious and uh and i think he deserves the punishment that he's gotten or going to get for that that's a great point though um i think that's gonna just about wrap up our show uh we'll do some final thoughts here what do you what do you have one last thing to let our audience know tonight peter well um I just want to thank everyone for all your support and everything, and and I hope that everyone's getting ready for the holiday season. And no matter where you are, I, if you're not going to listen the rest of the week, if you're busy or something, I wish you a happy holiday and um, uh, nothing but good health the rest of the year heading into next year. All right, Amos. Yeah, just you know, want to just a shout out to Doc Journal for this great opportunity. And like Peter said, uh, hope everybody has a good holiday and they stay safe, especially in the weeks coming. A lot of travel. Yeah, I'm sure that um, Peter would say the same thing if, if he was on, but he's dealing with the technical difficulties, of, of course. But uh, special thanks uh, to Nash Carey um, giving us the opportunity, Ben Coffin uh, putting us in touch with Jock Journal. Uh, you know, it's, it's something that we're that we're all excited to be a part of. Um, and I hope everybody liked the show tonight. Uh, started off a little rocky, but then we hit our stroll for sure, and I think we put out another great show. Uh, so thanks to everybody. Uh, happy holidays, uh, and I hope we give everybody has a good time with their family and safe travels. You uh, partook in the free parking show tonight. Join us tomorrow night, same time, same place. Me and Amos will be telling you who to start and who to set and how to win your championship games in fantasy football in the Show Me Your TDs fantasy football show. Um, and stay right here next. Coming up right after us uh, is the Matt and Nash show. Uh, Thanks for listening. Good night. Well, there you have it. The boys were at it again. We hope you enjoyed tonight's broadcast. We hope you had a good night and stay right where you are. Another show is coming up. Y'all come back now, you hear? 